Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Rita Hurry. Today I have a special guest. His name is Damon Naylor. He is an educator, an author, a motivational speaker, a music producer, and a consultant. Damon, welcome to the show. Hi, Rita. Thanks so much for having me. I'm just glad and blessed to be a part of your journey and a part of your show. So I'm just glad to be here and looking forward to our conversation. Oh, I'm blessed to have you. So what led you to take the path of being an educator and inspiration to your clients from all backgrounds? Well, I'm just a people person at heart. And so it just comes naturally to me to want to help others to become better, you know, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, just in all aspects of life. And so that's what I, I guess as a child, amazingly, like my friends, everybody wanted to be rich. Everybody wanted to, you know, have the, the nice cars, the nice homes and millions of dollars. But here I am in the corner talking about, I want to be a role model. I want to be a role model. In other words, I wanted to, you know, inspire people's lives, change them, transform them and lead them in the right direction because I felt as though, a lot of people I saw, they were heading in the wrong direction. It was because they lacked role models. They lacked anyone with direction and positivity. And I decided that's what I want to become when I grow up, that role model to kind of help people navigate and steer them in the right direction. And of course, I know in one case, you have to educate people, but you also have to inspire and that's a part of my mission, which is to die. And the acronym means to direct, inspire, and educate. And that's, I, I think that's where it's rooted. And that's my core, just wanted to help people. But yes. Beautiful. beautiful. Who were your role models growing up? Well, I would say I had some older brothers. They were mm -hmm. my role models. I had some coaches, of course. I played basketball and did really well. I actually played on a national championship basketball team, um, AAU, which was a, a summer league program. And so I would say those those were my my main role models there, my brothers and and the different coaches that I had. Now my dad, he really wasn't in my life due to the circumstances, but of course later I was able to reconnect with him and we were able to establish a relationship. So I didn't have him as that role model then, but was able to glean a little bit from him in his last days of of his life. But but yes, those were my predominant role models there when I was growing up. Right. So it sounds like your role models were almost like there wasn't that particular one. It was like something from each person that you took that helped you in your particular journey. Is that correct? That would be correct. I just gleaned from each one of them. And of course, I guess like they say, you take a rake and a shovel. So you rake in the good, shovel out the bad. Because of course, all of us, we have our flaws, right? 
And those who we mentor and coach and we we work with, we don't want them to pick those things up, but it's a part of us. It makes us who we are. The rose has the thorns. You can't get rid of our negatives, you know, because of the, um, even though we have the positives. But yes, I had to glean from different people, those strong points, the good attributes and characteristics. I took those things in. And as I said, I just kind of got a little from each one of them. And it's ironic that you asked that I could give you a prime example. I had a brother, he was musically inclined and he played in a, a marching band, a very famous marching band here in the States. And I like music because of him, his influence. But then I had another brother who was the athlete. So of course, that's why I went into playing basketball and sports because of his inspiration there. And that's yeah. how the influence worked. But yes. Yeah. Do you think that the the different journeys that you've you've had, like, you know, obviously the music, um, being an athlete, it it's made you who you are like those like because, you know, sometimes people think, OK, I've got to have that one journey. I've got to have that that one goal, be it music, be it being an athlete, you know, but but. Did you find that it shaped you more actually not being afraid to step into different things and, and give it a go and and see how it, see where it went? Most definitely. And that's something I teach also. I'm a parent educator, but we always teach parents to allow kids to explore and try different things because mm -hmm. You know, if you don't, you never really find what you like if you, as you stated, if you just have that one goal, that one path, but yeah. you want to try different things. And I always analyze my life and say it's a very intriguing and interesting journey because I've done so many pivots and I've done so many things. But the advantage is I always say I know a lot about a little and I know a little about a lot <laughs> means that I have a broadened perspective, broadened experience, and I have really broadened my horizons in that I have a lot of knowledge and wisdom and insight in various sectors. And so I'm definitely not one dimensional and it's a really good advantage I have. And like you say, it really qualifies me to work with a broad array of people because of my experiences. As you stated, for instance, if I was just an educator and remained an elementary educator, then I wouldn't have the business aspect, you know, if I wasn't involved in ministry, I wouldn't have the faith aspect. And then being a parent, you know, you have that aspect. Being a husband, you have, you, you, we just keep un, you know, unraveling the layers. But it, like I said, broadens my horizons. It really extends my platform and my reach of those that I can touch because of my varied experiences. But yes, I, I count it as a, a great advantage. And I always encourage people to just try different things, be open to it. Don't consider anything really just a loss or a failure, but just consider it a learned lesson. Okay, that's something I'm not good at. So I know I, I won't have to spend my wheels doing it because I've tried it, but at least I got that out of my system because I want to be the kind of person at the end of my life, I don't want to look back with any regrets. I don't want to say, well, man, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have gone here. I wish I would have tried that. I want to literally, I know people say it, but my goal, I'm putting the actions for to die empty you know i did everything i, I wanted yeah. and desired that was going to help humanity help others you know like i said i believe in eternity getting people to eternity as long as i do those things and you know just give all that i have i'll be satisfied but yes yeah 
Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. So as well as being a speaker, you're also an ordained minister. Can you share this journey with us? Yes. Well, I would say my my journey with the Lord, uh, with Christ, it started ooh, a long time ago. I was uh, 19 years old when I had what I call an epiphany or I received the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. And that just transformed my life and really changed the trajectory. But I think, not I think, but it empowered me to really become who and what I am today. Because I had some serious character flaws back in that time that would have really adversely affected and impacted my my goal of being that role model. In yeah. essence, you know, you would have had the, the roles and the things, but then though, I had some serious thorns that would have kind of, I think disqualified me as being the role model that I knew I wanted to be and desired to be. And that journey, as I stated, the spiritual side to me, that's my priority. And I build everything else on that foundation. And for me, that's the surest foundation, the, the spiritual component, Christ being the, the foundation and just me building and uh, aligning my life with that. And for me, that's that's been the, the reason and the main source behind my success, uh, that spiritual journey, but just, you know, praying, uh, having a personal relationship with God, most importantly, I always try to encourage people to do that. It's great to be be a part of an assembly, and we've been a part of those for years, my wife and I, but at the same time, even outside of that, you have to have a one-on-one -on -one experience with God, whereas mm -hmm. you can learn and learn yourself more, um, just learn about the purpose you have, and I think that's one of the greatest experiences there that I've had in walking with God and having that spiritual component. I've actually learned more about myself than anything. And what happens once you learn so much about you, it really makes you more objective when you're dealing with others. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, if I know who I am, then when I filter and process the, I guess, information, ideas, beliefs, and opinions of others, because I already know mine, I'm able to differentiate between the two. Sometimes people mingle them or they get confused and they kind of mix other people's perspectives and opinions with their own. But you want to reach a place of maturity and objectivity, whereas you know exactly who you are and you're able to see people for who they are. Instead of putting our own expectations, our own beliefs on them, we say, well, no, I hear exactly where you are. I hear your heartbeat. I hear your opinion. And I'm able to still respect that, still love you for that, but know that that's you and that I can interact with you better, you know, as I empathize with you and really don't filter you through me, but filter you through you. But it comes about after me knowing myself and then I can really make the distinction. Definitely. I totally agree with that, especially because, I mean, I always talk to people about building that self-awareness and when you know who you are, it makes relationships easier, doesn't it? Because like you said, you're not factoring yourself on the other person. You are actually taking that person by what they're saying, what they're feeling, but you're not having to think about, oh, how does, you know, how does this make me feel? Or is it wobbling me? Because you already know what your faith is, what your beliefs are, and you're just coming from a more, I guess, a more genuine perspective in that relationship yes. Do you think? yes yes like you said when you have your standpoint and your foundation and you know exactly who are who you are what you believe 
then when others come with something like you say you, you're not it doesn't shake you or move you but at the same time you know you can respect that and and live with it but you know okay that's the person and you allow them that space to have that you know their beliefs or opinions or whatever it is yeah yeah it's great mm -hmm. how can someone factor god into their business now this might be something very different that many business owners probably would be like oh i kind of maybe keep my faith separate to my business but i'm like really thinking talking about bringing god into your business does that work and and how powerful can it be absolutely of course and for me what i try to help people understand is going back to what we were just talking about who you are Whatever the composite makeup of you is, every table, every space you're in, you bring all of that. And if faith is a critical component, then that really, by default, for me, it goes with me wherever I am, whether it's the business arena, the educational arena, the music arena, because it's so much of a part of my, my fiber and my core values that literally I can't separate it. And for me, you know, like I said, it's, it's, for me, it's just a default. Sometimes, like you say, some people try to separate it. But why would you do that? That's a part of who you are. That's a part of the essence of your being. And that's why for me, it, it has to be a part of my business, of my music, of my writing. And I can't separate the two. I can't just totally take off that hat and say, well, no, you know, I, um, we're not going to do the spiritual thing today because it just is engrafted so much and embedded in my life that I really find it hard to separate the two. And the advantage is for me knowing that, okay, once I get to the end of myself, when I finish all of the ideas and strategies that I have, but now I believe in God and that, hey, he has greater plans, great ideas. When I get to the end of myself, then the supernatural kicks in. And for mm -hmm. me, that's the advantage I have. And uh, as matter, the, the irony of it is that this past weekend, I had one of my webinars on teaching people about the spiritual gifts and how they operate in our lives. And that's one thing I was teaching them was called the word of knowledge in the Bible and the word of wisdom. And in other words, you get divine inspiration, you get divine knowledge, divine wisdom. And it's not something you research, it's not something you heard from anybody else, but it just gets downloaded into your spirit. And that comes for me, you know, just having that that spiritual relationship of praying, meditating, um, reading the word of God and just having that relationship that I'm always getting those aha moments and those nuggets of wisdom and insight. And that's why I'm saying for me, it's, it's hard to really separate it. So it, it by default, it, it comes with me in, in every arena, every table I sit at and just everything I do. But yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's so important because it's just naturally there. Like you said, it's it's the spiritual aspect that just comes through and you can be guided to make um, decisions that you probably wouldn't have even thought to have made with your business. I know um, like very recently, I've adopted the mindset of God is the CEO of my business. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? You know, right. how do you want me to get through this hurdle? Or, mm -hmm. you know, and the normal way I would do it, 
it's like, no, that's, I don't even want to do that way anymore. It's like this new vibe has come through. And soon as I made that kind of declaration to myself, okay, God, you are in charge. I'm working for you, even though this is my business. It just, it's like, it's just flowing because like you said, it's that, that, holy spirit it's that spiritual essence that's coming through that it just is natural you don't have to force it and and you know what you've just said is just how what was coming through for me when i made that promise to myself for sure yes and that that's awesome that you're doing that and like you said as you surrender you get into that flow because what happens you you begin to align with the creator the one who has purposed and designed you and what you want to do is fulfill his blueprint, you know, fulfill his will, because in doing so, you're going to be more fulfilled because, like I say, you're going with the current. You're not going against it. Sometimes we think we know and it's really causing us to, to face resistance and opposition. And it's really because God is trying to get us over here, but we keep going over yeah. there. But like you said, once you surrender, it's like, man, there's a peace and a flow and Things are falling into place because I've surrendered and said, okay, you're the CEO and I'm going to follow your lead. And that's the smartest thing we can do. The most intelligent, the wisest thing we can do is just allow him to do that. You know, and I say also just to piggyback on what you're saying, God yeah. is basically the best business partner, right? So like yeah. I said, he's the CEO, I'm the vice president. We're working yeah. together. You can depend on him because I've I've been a part of businesses that, we separated and a partnership dissolving was not amicable. It wasn't really good at all. It ended pretty badly. But at the end of the day, my constant has been the Lord. He's been there the whole time and uh, he's very dependable. So at the end of the day, he's always there. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like even going back to the hurdles, it's like something that would wobble you. It's like no, it hasn't wobbled me to the extent that it would because there's this faith, there's this trust. No, it's in it's in a more powerful hand. So I don't need to worry. It's turning, it's there's a reason for what's happened. It will come to pass. There's a there's a there's always a reason. There's always a you're not on your own. I've got this kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely coming through. So Continuing from that, and I think we've touched on a few things here, but what are the benefits of having a faith-filled practice when in business? Yeah, well, like I said, the benefit is, like you just said, having that assurance and, you know, with the, the, the trust and the faith comes a peace also that you don't have to be troubled. You don't have to worry anymore because it's, it's not all in your hands, but there's someone greater who's assisting you and helping you and opening up doors that you can't open and closing doors that you can't close. But it's all to keep you on the perfect path to your destiny and fulfilling a purpose that he's created for you. So that's another byproduct of it is that it gives you purpose. It gives you direction and it gives you a really firm and and um, steady goal that you, you're, you're heading for. Because like I say, you know, it's beyond me. And whenever you open up your mind and yourself to that, knowing that, okay, I want to just make a contribution to the world and society as a whole and not being so closed-minded and focused on why, you know, just want to make money or whatever. 
and just expand that. Of course, we want to make money. We're in business, no doubt. But like I told a group the other day when I was doing a training, I said, we have to go beyond the money. Okay, we know we want to make the money, but it has to be something bigger than that because sometimes you're going to run into some obstacles and opposition where you're going to need something greater. And like we've talked about when we had our workshop and stuff, that why one of one of you guys were talking about, you got to have your why. Why are you doing this? And as I stated, beyond the money, because if you don't have that solid why beyond the money, when the opposition and the rain comes, especially in business, you're going to pack up your tent and, and flee and, and, and leave it. But when you have a, a strong enough why to keep you, it'll it'll motivate you when you're having those tough times, when the clients aren't coming, when the opportunities aren't coming in, but you still have the faith and knowing that, okay, like I said, it's beyond me. There's a bigger picture and things are going to turn out right because I'm on the right path, you know? But like I said, it gives you that purpose. It gives you that path and direction to travel in when you have the, the spiritual component as a part of your life. And like I said, you always can access greater resources than you have also because there comes a time when you you kind of you're burnt out and you run out of ideas you run out of strategy but it's in those times when you really submit and you get into a quiet place you get into that quiet space and you get that divine inspiration that divine information and now you can go on even though you thought you were at the end of your rope you thought you were at the end of yourself now I've come at come to that place so many times where I thought, you know, man, I've created just so much, so much, so much, and I'm good. I don't have anything left. And as I stated, do some consecration, do some praying, step back, and all of a sudden, here's a whole new plan, whole new strategy, whole new initiative out of nowhere. But yes, those are some of the advantages. Yeah, and I think sometimes you have to have those those wobbles and those moments of of stillness where it's like oh what's happened here because it increases your faith doesn't it? it increases that faith of this is why I'm doing it and like you said it kind of almost re-energizes you to to go and to remind you of why you're doing it you know if we don't have those low moments we we can easily forget and just go off in our own direction but it always brings us back to the purpose like you like you mentioned earlier which is so important what practices do you have on a daily basis that enables you to be productive in your business well definitely starting it off with that prayer time and prayer time meditation time um being able to speak my the scriptures and affirmations the different promises god has given me i always start my days off there and then you know, just kind of having my days schedule out. Now I have a lot of flexibility, but I definitely have some opportunities that are coming up that uh, my flexibility, you know, I'm going to be working probably a little bit more than I have been, which is going to be a good thing, of course, because it's going to be an increase in the financial aspect. But yes, I, like I said, just um, making sure to start off with the prayer and meditation and then just scheduling things in advance. It helps you to be more organized and you can kind of account for your time. And in addition to, I guess, the spiritual side, the physical side as well as going, I go to the gym normally at least five days a week to exercise at least an hour or, or a little bit more. 
and uh, do cardiovascular exercise and then also strength training. And it's funny you had talked about as far as the trials and tribulations, how it kind of strengthens you. And I always compare it to weightlifting or bodybuilding that the, the, when you want to get stronger, you have to add the weight. Yeah. And that's what happens in life. You know, when God wants to get you stronger, he has the weight. He has the opposition. He, he causes that current to go against you because that same current that resists you, when it's pushing against you, is, is for, for strength and for, for strength training and increasing your strength. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, God will shift that same current. And the thing that was kind of causing you to get stronger will not just propel you to greatness. But it's all about constantly trusting him even in those seasons when like I said it's dry and things are coming against you and it looks like nothing is happening because God is still shaping you molding you and providing strength to you you know supernatural strength and just showing you more about yourself but uh but yes those are the things I would say um you know the prayer meditation speaking to affirmations and then getting that exercise in and also just being organized and scheduling your day and uh, making sure you, you have that me time. Because what I find, so many people, they work so much that they don't organize their days like that. Mm. And, you know, especially for the me time, when you don't have that consistently, that's when you get irritated, frustrated, and you have a lot of outbursts of, of anger and just those meltdowns because you yeah. just need some time to be alone in the yeah. stillness, in the quietness, so that you can have the aha moment, your mind can settle down and you can kind of release some of that stress that's bothering you. Because when we're on a go so much, you never had the time to just take a deep breath, inhale, exhale and relax. And when, yeah. you, when you're constantly going, it's not good. So I always yeah. try to teach people to have that balance. And I, I call it the word method. Work enjoy rest and exercise or work exercise rest and enjoy but make sure you're doing all four of those consistently yeah that's definitely so important because it is it is easy especially if you're running a business that you're like oh go 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 because if you it's like if you're not working it's like then you feel everything stops and it's so easy to just be like oh i can't or i'll check this email and while you're doing something social it's like no whereas like like I just speaking for myself I tend to be someone who compartmentalizes so it's like I'll wake up I won't look at my phone unless I'm just checking the time and that's it but it's like wake up exercise you know meditate exercise pray you know and like do my bit before I even get on the phone to check what my business emails are it's like it's I'm not interested I'm definitely not interested in social media it's like no me I've got to prepare me to be the best at what I do so I can be there for my clients for for whatever I do and then of an evening it's like the same sort of thing okay I stop by this time and then therefore it's my time again meditation and just decompress and relax and spend quality time with people so it is about having that balance and I think also why I made this show the body mind spirit show is because it is part of our life everyday life body like you mentioned exercising looking after our physical health looking after ourselves mentally but the spiritual aspect is always there every single day in work rest and play and I think a lot of us we forget that don't we 
Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I love the schedule that, that you just mentioned because it's so important. And one thing in nurture, the nurturing parenting course that I teach, we always teach parents this concept that we're talking about, which is nurturing yourself. And what happens in nurturing yourself, you qualify yourself to nurture others. And so especially in a coaching business, what we're doing consulting, we have to be in a good space to qualify us to help others get into a good space, right? If I'm bad and I'm trying to help you, that's not going to work, you know? My life is all out of control, but yet I'm trying to help you get some control. And, uh, you know, that. but that qualifies us when we're able to do that, have that balance, and then we can teach others how to do it as well. Yeah. But I love what you said, as you say, it stated early when you when you're doing your stuff, everything else is secondary. Everything else, I'll get to that later. And yeah. too many people they don't set that boundary, they don't mm -hmm. establish it as a priority and make sure that they're able to do it consistently. And when you don't, you'll find yourself hitting and missing. Some days you'll do it, some days you won't. You'll make excuses. Oh, to this morning I'm going to just sleep in later, and I get to it later, and then later becomes a week then a month, then next thing you know, it's out of your routine. But you have to make it a priority. And once you make it a priority, it becomes easier. You know, I always teach people, even with exercise, it's the same thing. You have to get it, I always tell them, outside of your mind, but into your spirit, into that subconscious where it becomes a part of your nature. Now, when it's time to go to the gym, it's no longer about, do I feel like it? Do I want to? No, it's a part of my routine. It's a part of who I am. I'm going to the gym unless I'm sick, have an emergency or something like that. Or I'm just too busy this particular day. But other than that, it shouldn't even be a question whether I'm going to the gym. It's a part of who I am. It's a part of my being. It's not about the feelings. I'm going to the gym. And most people, if they're able to capture that and implement it, they can do it. But other than that, if they just keep it up here with the, oh, I think or I might, or I don't feel, they never they're never able to be consistent with it yeah i think i've got into a routine where my body's telling me um exercise now go on come on i'm ready <laughs> my yes, body's yeah. <laughs> come on yeah. Yeah. that's the other part of it that I, I try to encourage people too they say normally it takes about 21 days to establish a habit so i tell them if you can do at least you know uh, close to a month three weeks to a month and you get to that place What's going to happen, as you're stating, your body becomes conditioned now, yeah. to whereas it needs the exercise. And mm -hmm. like you said, you you miss a day or two and your body's like, okay, it's time to go. Yeah. You start to feel <laughs> sluggish. You're tired. And you're like, oh, no, I got to go to the gym. I got to yeah. go get back in there. <laughs> it's like right. I try and have a lie-in on the weekend and my, and my body's like, no, come on, get up. Right. <laughs> no lie-in for you because this is our routine. That's right. Okay. <laughs> right that's good. i love it so yeah. definitely what would you say to someone who has a lot of self-doubts and say would want to start a business but just doesn't feel they can they they've got a passion in a certain area but they just don't know where to begin is there any tips you can give someone yes well the first thing if one thing you said, if the person has a passion, definitely it would be advantageous to try to start a business that aligns with your passion, number one, which, you know, shouldn't be a problem. But I think 
The other thing would be just doing the research, learning about business. I always, one of my favorite quotes that I have is competence breeds confidence. Mm -hmm. So once you know what you're doing, when you're aware of something, then by default, confidence comes with it. And if you get out and you learn, do your research, study businesses, study the information, you know, learn what all it takes to, to get incorporated in everything and to have your structure and to run a business. That way you're ready once you try to get involved with it. And, uh, you know, try if you can get a mentor, someone who can help you, sometimes you're not always able to do that. But at the same time, conduct your personal research to learn the ins and outs of businesses, the different parts of business, you know, getting that incorporation is just one part of it. You know, you have your branding, your vision, your mission, your your marketing, just it's just so many components of it. And that's why I would just encourage anyone to study first, study before you launch out, get your strategy, get a plan, get everything organized before you just wholeheartedly go into it. And one another suggestion I always give is what you can do is do it on a small time basis before you even get really formal with it. You know, and it, it just depends on what kind of business because certain things you have to make sure you're formal and you have incorporated before you start. But if it's something that you could kind of just start on the side and just to see how it works before you launch, try to launch out into a full time, I always encourage that. You know, while you have your stable in income and you're, you're good, just kind of play with it on the side, just as like a, a hobby, but test the waters first before launching out. And then, of course, if it takes off and things go well, you know, of course, you 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 formalize it and have, hopefully you're making enough income to whereas you can do it full time. But just test the waters first before you do, do the deep dive and, and you launch out wholly into it. But at the same rate, as I'm stating, just do the research, you know, learn the ins and outs about business and then proceed to, to implement your strategy. But, you know, get get that strategy first and then and then go after it. But yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great tips there. So I like to ask my guests one final golden nugget that you would like to leave with my audience today. So whatever that be, be that about. God, faith, or or just in general. So what's that final golden nugget you'd like to leave us today? That final golden nugget is simply to, to put God first, allow him to be the everything really to surround you, your foundation, your top, your partner, just let allow him to be everything. And once you do that, I promise you, things will fall into place. And as we've been talking about, things will align you will get resources, you will make connections, doors will open, things will just flow and go well for you once you make that decision, just to submit yourself, your ideas, your business, your finances. When you surrender everything to him, then he will do miraculous things. I promise you, you will reap rewards that you would never imagine. And, uh, and also making sure you put forth the works now. I like to say, faith without works is dead been alone. Don't get to the place where you're just totally trusting in God and you're not doing your part. Yeah. I always like to encourage people, there's a God part and there's a your part. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And, yeah, one thing he would never do what you're supposed to do. But what he will do is add his supernatural to your natural. 
but you have to give him the natural first. You have to put in the work and then he's going to bless it, multiply it and, and exponentially increase it. But you have to do your part first. But like I say, put him first, do your part and everything will fall into place. I love that. That's a beautiful golden nugget. Damon, thank you so much for that. And before you go, where can our viewers go to find out more about you and your service? Yes, you can go to Kit Real, it's K-I-T-R-I-L, consult, C-O-N-S-U-L-T dot com. And if you go there, it has all of my information as far as my services, webinars, products, and everything. And if you just want to be simple, you can just actually Google my name, type in Damon Naylor, as it's written here, and it will pull up my different websites. It'll pull up interviews. It'll pull up my online school. It'll, it will, will really pull up everything. So if you want to do that, you can do that. That's an option as well. But yes. Brilliant. Damon, you've been a great guest, as I knew you would be. Um, thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom and for just um, just sharing with us today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Rita. As always, uh, it's a pleasure to connect. We always have great and interesting conversations. And like you said, as I knew we would, I'm just happy <laughs> to have the opportunity again to share with you and to be in your presence. But thank you. It's my pleasure. Well, everyone, that's it for today. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And I'll see you real soon. Bye. inspiration coming real soon and if you'd like further information on the services I provide or you'd like to contact me visit ritahurry.com or email me at info at ritahurry.com until next time take care the show. Stay tuned for more tips, motivation and of course inspiration coming up real soon. If you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show, please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com. Swastia Living is S-W-A-S-T-H-Y-A-L-I-V-I-N-G dot com. See you real soon. Bye.